3: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile,
1: the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All right, Casey Middlestad. He, too, coming to the right circle, so nothing changes. Middlestad holds it, scores! Casey goes to bat it out of the park, and the Sabres get the first in the shootout. Natchez with speed, Lucanen, crouch down. Saved by Lucanen, and the Sabres win it in the shootout.
4: There's some high drama for you right there. Fourth round of the shootout, Middlestat scores. It's the only goal of the shootout. That's our NOCO play of the game, brought to you by NOCO, the official natural gas and electric supplier, to the Buffalo Sabres, followed up by Dan Dunleavy's call of our save of the game. Lucanen stopping Martin Natchez in the fourth round of the shootout to shut the door on the Hurricanes. And our save of the game is brought to you by your Upstate Honda dealers. To see the exciting all-new Honda lineup, visit your local Upstate Honda dealers today. All right, we welcome you here back to the press box. Brian Colesiel, Pat Malacaro. We'll go down to Paul Hamilton in a moment. 3-2, Sabres beat the Hurricanes in a shootout. Pat, the Sabres never led I guess, officially, until that last save was done uh, as Lukanen went four for four in the shootout. Remember this guy? Couldn't get it done in the shootout? Well, he looks ex- good as any
2: goalie in the league right now. And the Sabres didn't give up. In a penalty to Rasmus Dowling his second of the period, results in a power play goal for Carolina, and yet the Sabres maybe played their best pocket of the game after that. And they played well leading up to it, but they were relentless over those final couple of minutes and really had a chance a couple of looks at it, especially in the final seconds, to win the game in regulation. So for the Sabres, they didn't give up in this game where uh, many times in the past we've seen you know, just it, it goes to a 2-1, 3-1 final and empty net goal uh, because that's just how it ends. But I'll, I'll give the Sabres credit. They didn't fold in this one, and they were really the better team for the majority of this night.
4: I would agree. Yeah, I thought the Sabres were better, but we've seen this story before, Pat, yes. where they we think they're better. Their goaltender's giving them a chance to win. They've outchanced and outshot the other team, but we sit here and say, well, the other team took advantage of their opportunities and finished. The Sabres didn't. Well, tonight it looked like for a little bit there like it was heading down that path when Nature scored on the power play on a call that obviously the fans in the building did not like when Darlene got shoved into the goaltender. It was called for goaltender interference. Now, he went hard, too, so he set himself up maybe for that call, too. All right, let's go down to the room here. Locker room reaction. Jeff Skinner is up first live with Paul.
1: Well, Jeff, we already talked about you like to score against Montreal, but this is a team you also like to score against, seven goals in uh, 13 games. It's your old team. Is it still fun to score against them?
5: Uh, I mean, I think it's fun to score anytime. So um, yeah, I thought, again, some looks, especially 5-on-5. Five five. Our line has had a few looks that we would like to convert, but obviously it's nice to get one of the PP and uh, – um, nice to get the win.
1: It looked like you guys knew the only way to beat that team is to be patient, you know, and, and just play the game. And if you gotta, you know, live to live for another day, do it. And it seemed like a very patient game by you
6: guys.
5: Uh, I think, yeah, uh, they don't give mu- give up much, um, but I think with that patience, you still have to have the, f- the foot on the gas. I think that we did a good job of that. It, unless you continually come after them, they're not going to give up anything or, or or hurt themselves. They're a good team. And, um, in order for us to um, To score obviously we needed to sustain some ozone pressure And I thought we did a good job of that especially towards the towards the end of the game
1: in the third I thought maybe first four or five minutes you guys got a lot of pressure It seemed like it it really seemed like you guys were kicking it in there to start the third period
5: Yeah, I mean they had they had tough travel obviously it's the second game went back-to-back and for us um I think we just kept building on our game. I think we we were showing spurts of that, and, and obviously it's hard to sustain because they're going to get out of their zone sometimes, but um, towards the end of the game, I thought we did a good job of, of staying with it, and and eventually it paid off for us there with, with OP getting a big goal for us.
1: You jumped on a big rebound for your goal. It, was that kind of the report that he might give you some rebounds like that because you looked ready for it?
5: Uh, I don't know. You have to ask Bales, the goalie <laughs> coach. I mean, I think most goalies, if if it gets deflected it's tough for them to handle the rebound it it, it took a bit of a bounce and um i think sort of all night we try and get get pucks in the net and i think um he made some big saves um kept a lot of it in front of him and um yeah it just felt like it felt like we were going to need to get a other one ironically it ended up being a pretty nice goal from Krebsy to OP but um yeah it's it's a tough team to, to create offense on and um it's a good job by everyone sticking with it.
1: Is there a relief to finally get your first three-game winning streak of the year?
5: I mean, I, I mean, it's nice. It's nice to win. Um, I think it's just it's good. We're building off good things in our game, and um, there's still more we want to build off, and um, we'll continue to try and improve and, and, and keep this thing rolling as, as, as long as we can.
6: Jeff, kind of going off of that, after the win over Columbus, Clifton said that that was a game that maybe you guys don't win earlier in the season. Is that sort of, was today sort of a similar game like that where you guys go down in the first period, you guys have to fight back in the third period? Is it good to see that you guys are kind of correcting some things that were playing you guys earlier in the year?
5: Yeah, I mean, I think it's just a matter of everyone contributing and um, getting big plays when we eat them. Obviously, OP a big, big goal and a big moment. I think with the penalty kill did a great job. There's there's one late in the, in the third there where we had I think three or four big blocks. Um, obviously, UPL all night and then in the shootout, um, unreal. So. Um, everyone contributing and, and everyone playing well is, is, is a good recipe for us.
1: That was Jeff Skinner, and we have Owen Power over here.
7: Um, obviously, it wasn't the sharpest at the start, but I think it got better as the game went on.
1: Owen, oh, on your goal, did you give uh, Peyton Krebs a yell there so he knew you were coming?
7: Uh, yeah, I mean, I think he's, he saw me the whole way, though. Um, so obviously, good play by him, and um, just lucky it went in.
1: You know Peyton. I mean, Peyton is a, a very gifted
7: passer. So it's basically, if if you're going to get open, you're probably going to get the puck, aren't you? Yeah. I mean, he's he's going to see you when when you're open. So, um, like I said, he he made a really good play there, and um, just kind of lucky he went in.
5: What do you like about the way the group responded after falling behind?
4: All right. I think we just wrapped up there with Owen Power. We'll be heading down to the locker room shortly to get some That's more reaction before and, that. Um, Jeff Skinner. Okay, we, we have it back. Let's go back with Owen Power.
1: As far as the game itself went, uh, it was a very tight-checking type of affair. Is that one of those where you guys just had to play patient in order to win the game?
7: Uh, yeah, I mean, for sure. Um, I think when you get to, to this time of the year, um, everything gets a little tighter, and um, I think with us, we did a good job, like you said, not kind of forcing plays and um, trying to make something happen and just kind of um, being patient, playing smart and um, just just waiting for it to happen. How did you feel out there first game back? I think
1: you maybe missed five.
7: Um, yeah, it was good. I mean, it um, took me a little bit to, to kind of get get back into it but I think all in all, it was um, solid game and um, just good to be back out there.
1: How about finally getting a three-game winning streak now? You finally got that out of the way. That has to be a relief for you guys.
7: Um, yeah, I mean, for sure. Um, it's, it's definitely nice and, and hopefully we could um, just build off it and, and go on a low run here.
1: I think that was on your shootout. That might have been the first one you missed, has not it? Weren't you two for two?
7: Uh, yeah, I was. So <laughs> what, what are you going to do? What were you
1: thinking coming in on this one?
7: Uh, yeah, I mean, just same thing. I always kind of think, just um, kind of see what the goalie gives you and, and try and take it. But um, he did a good job. He came came way out and kind of kept his speed and um, didn't have much other than trying to pull it back. And he obviously, um, I think, got his glove on it when I pulled it. So um, made a good save.
8: We expected him to come out to the hashes
1: like
7: that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I saw him on who was the first shooter, Tomers. He he came out way way out there too. Um, but I mean, I, I thought he was going to back up a little quicker. But obviously, I think he matched my speed. And um, like I said, he did a good job, kind of giving me nothing.
1: Thank you, Owen, yeah. Owen Power, on the post game, Brian. Back to you.
4: Right, there's Owen Power who got the game tire with 4:05 to go with his third of the year. Had a real skillful play from Peyton Krebs behind the net, showing a ton of patience beyond just the great pass.
2: Someone we've talked about quite a bit tonight, and, and he's really elevating his game now that he is uh, on with some, some new line mates. And, yeah, that was a nice vision. And, you know, for power, there was a lot of traffic too. That that, that took a, a little threading to get that through to, to the goal. So uh, nice play on both ends and much needed. How many times we, we talked about it. We've sat here before saying the Sabres couldn't find a way to get that game-tying goal. While well, it's power coming back from injury set up by Krebs that uh,
4: finally allows Buffalo to get that tire. Yeah, and speaking of the injury, we uh, oh more on that in a moment. Let's go down and hear from Uko Pekalukainen, live with Paul.
1: Sorry, Uko, it looked like you had a lot of confidence in that shootout uh, coming at you. I mean, there were some other shootouts maybe in your career where it hasn't gone as well, but it looked like you were filled with confidence in this one.
0: Yeah, uh, sometimes it goes your way and sometimes it doesn't, but, um, you know, I've been playing well. Uh. You know, so the confidence is high uh, anyways, kind of. So, you know, that kind of feels, feels good to go to shootout uh, at that point. I, I feel like I was playing well in the game, too. So, you know, you feel good going to the shootout and you just want to win the game.
4: What did it feel like to get that stop on Aho after the interaction you had earlier in overtime?
0: No, I felt good. Uh, you know, it's always fun to go against the Finns, so um, especially when you make the save. But, um, yeah, I felt good, and you know, I get the shootout and, uh, going with a good start. Do
1: you know him very well or not at all?
0: I don't know him that well. I met him, you know, once or twice, but, you know, I, I think he's a good guy.
1: Do you know what to expect from him when you're facing him, uh, you know, in the studies that you do with uh, Bales and stuff?
0: Not really. You, you, you kind of, if, if there's guys who do the same move every time, you kind of try to scout that off. But, you know, otherwise than that, you don't want to uh, kind of get in your own head uh, when, when it comes to the shootouts. You kind of want to go with the flow and read the player. Uh, so, you know, we don't do, you know, crazy amount of scouting.
1: Was the first 40 minutes kind of what you expected, a very tight game uh, both ways?
0: Yeah, well, they played yesterday, so we kind of knew what we were in for. Uh, they do not necessarily, you know, come as, come as hard, but they will defend, you know, solid and well and just, you know, dump pucks. But um, I think we played really well uh, both ways today. Uh, you know, we could have a couple more goals. Uh, their goal, they played well, too. So, um, you know, overall, I think it was a good game. Does it mean anything more for you to finally get
1: that three-game winning streak, something that's eluded you guys all year?
0: Yeah, 100%. Uh, you know, you don't, you, you don't think about it or try to think about it, but, you know, when we're chasing the playoff spot, we know that we have to get those. So it's, it's a good feeling to me and a good feeling for the team. How
6: does that win streak maybe speak to the consistency that you guys are maybe finally being able to put together after a year
4: that's been inconsistent for you guys?
0: You know, I feel like it's – I talked about how good we're playing defensively too. So I think that's showing off uh, – you know uh that I think you know we there hasn 't been crazy high scoring games that much, and we're kind of turning around the low scoring games now too, so I think you know uh how well we play defense that's uh, showing off now, right and that's Uko Pekalukin. I believe Casey middlestat's over here too. Let me
1: stick a mic in here
8: <laughs> in and, and just in general the kind of person he is so. I think I speak for everyone when we say we, we absolutely love playing in front of them. Can you kind of take us through your shootout goal there, just Sorry. the movement and so forth? Yeah, um, honestly, I was kind of lucky OP went before me because I do a pretty similar move to OP, kind of stole it from him. So, um, yeah, I think uh, I saw the goalie was coming out really far on the first few, and um, just try to make a move move laterally. And, um I think I felt like I outweighted weighted him and you know, had a little nut to shoot at, so definitely good to see it going. What's allowed
6: you guys
1: to come out on top and thrive in these close games this past week?
8: Yeah, you know, I think just obviously Opi a little bit. Uh, he's playing great, but um, I think especially tonight, we just kept fighting. Um, like we said, there's some maybe some calls that didn't go our way, but um, kept fighting, kept making plays, and I feel like we had them on their heels. And, um you know i feel like we deserve to win that game as well
7: Manage, managing those highs and lows in games is that something that you guys as a group have been working toward the last couple of years
8: yeah of course uh especially a young team um i mean myself included in that i think there's times where i can be better with that and um you know it's not always good to ride the roller coaster of emotions i think if you can stay even keel and, and make plays and just keep giving what the game gets or keep getting what the game gives you i don't want to say that but uh something like that and um just keep playing hockey, though. I think that's the main thing for our group and, and don't let any distractions come in. I think we're, we're going to do really well.
7: How did it feel to bury the shootout winner when you
4: had a couple opportunities earlier in the game and you're just frustrated with where the puck is going or where your stick is?
8: Yeah, for sure. I think I uh, decided to Duffer and Marty in there. I think because he probably set me up six times. So um, I owe him a few, maybe a dinner or something. But um, <laughs> I owe him something at least. And uh, maybe a little snake bit on that part. But getting the shootout, it's a different game. And I'll you know, try to... Try to get a win for the guys and, and move forward. Where
0: would you get that hesitation? move? That was a nice <laughs> You're smiling.
8: Uh, I told them before we got here, I think. I honestly stole it from OP. <laughs> so um, I can't take too much credit, but uh, I tried to add my old wring- my own wrinkle to it a little bit. and um, Yeah, it worked well, especially when the goalie comes out far. I think uh, it's probably the best time for it. Brian, right, that was Casey Middlestep. Back to you. Well, thank you. Good work down in the locker room. Our blue and gold locker room
4: reports brought to you by Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center. Early detection of cancer is our goal. Get in the game at roswellpark.org slash WGR. 3-2 Sabres is rocking at the end of the game, Pat. That was fun.
2: Yeah, the arena was loud, and especially, on you know, it started with the two penalties to Darlene. The fans were into it. It was a really exciting atmosphere uh, in this building. Fans were just, they were were itching
4: for that game-tying goal. That's right. And for all even the last week or so of the mood in the arena, the fans and the players going to salute all these sort of things. The Sabres can't win at home. and all, It felt like everybody in the building, the players and fans included, were like, "All right, let's just get this figured out tonight so everybody can be happy. And we've talked about it before. <laughs> that in previous seasons
2: and even earlier this year, the, the players feed off the fans and you could definitely feel that energy. Uh, going both ways between the fans and the players in that third period. Yeah, I would
4: agree. Yeah, it was a good atmosphere to watch for sure. That's why we like coming to sporting events, yeah. right? Yeah. All right, three-two Sabers, the final. Uh, at this time, we're going to say goodbye to all of our local affiliates. Uh, if you want to keep listening, go to wgr550.com, or you can listen in on the Odyssey app. And for all of you on WGR, more post-game coming up. Our Upstate Honda Dealers post-game show. Shootout victory for Buffalo, three to two. Don Granato coming up. Paul Hamilton's take. Pat scoreboard. We'll update you on the standings. We'll see if there's a, a glimmer of hope in the standings with two more points for the Sabres as we roll on here from Keybank Center. 3 2, Sabres win it in a shootout over Carolina. I'm Brian Colziel. Thanks for listening. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. final we're back here at KeyBank center we'll get back to our commercial break in a moment but don granado has come to the podium let's take you there live we
6: had a lot of chances and chances throughout the game uh, you know certainly early we had chances as well Tej had had a number tuck had some um you know i thought that we played w- what i thought is we responded very well when we gave up the, the the penalty kill goal against i think we were frustrated on the call originally and then frustrated even more that it went in the net, and we funneled it the right way. We elevated our compete uh, instantly uh, and got a goal w- within a minute later. So I, I felt we had a level of patience to start. I thought we could have been much more aggressive to start. Um, I thought, you know, possibly we gave we gave the, 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 the group on the other side a little bit too much respect at times. Uh, but not after that uh, that frustration. And i uh, love to compete from that point uh, in, in the way we elevated
1: after the two-one goal was it the very next shift that you saw that, that
7: they responded the right way was the language was it what you saw on the bench what did you know? Yeah, you know, I, I saw it
6: even when the penalty was called. Uh, guys, the guys were were to another level of finally being pissed off. To be honest with you, and 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 you know we were we were we were in a groove. We just needed that that next level of determination, that next level of conviction. Um, you know, to that point, like I said, I, I think uh, as Paul mentioned. You know we were fairly steady, and you know if the very least traded chances, and you know that's a tough team to generate chances against. Just look at the data, and we generated chances through the whole game. I just thought we needed a little bit more, uh, a little bit more jam and compete, and, and that uh, I think that it incited us a bit. John, is, is this a level of
0: poise and maybe composure that you you were hoping or wanting to expecting to see from this team, the way it's played in consistency? the way it's played this three you know, this three game stretch and winning three
1: games.
6: Well I, I think it's it's I mean there's always growth um, so I'm not sure what you're
0: I guess the carryover that you were
1: you were hoping to see from from some of the tight games that you had lost previously in past weeks. Is yeah. this the carryover? If you, if you
6: look up our numbers, John, um, just in, in, in leading after the second period in the NHL, just look that up for the last two years. I think we we're, we're one of the top three teams in the NHL. So we've had no trouble when we're leading in a game, and tonight I know we weren't. But we've had we've been a very good hockey team uh, with a lead, and specifically with a lead after two periods. Um, I don't know that we lost a game in the last two years in that situation. Um, so we've had that type of maturity. Um, but yeah, it was another good game um, where you had to battle, and I thought being down a goal uh, really had to battle and uh, elevated. But you know, I think. You know, we've played mature in spurts. I guess might be the answer to you. Uh, We want those spurts to be more consistent overall. I guess would be the.
0: Coach, talk about the defensive efforts tonight. The team is twelfth in the league now in defense. Talk about that.
6: Well, just well, the penalty kill is a good example. Uh, Blocking shots, willing willing to do what it takes. Um, You know, when we have breakdowns, there's usually another layer or two you have to go through, and or uh, a mess is cleaned up pretty quick. Um, and then obviously be a big part of all of, of anything on the defensive side. His his play, his performances, uh, you know, he's elevated tremendously. He's he's grown uh, and matured tremendously as an NHL goaltender. Um, we knew that was the potential in uh, short potential based on his age and um, he's a big, big part of that. You got
3: Owen back tonight. He gets a goal. How did you feel about his performance first
6: game back? It, incredible. Uh, I thought he was great. Um, you know, he played 20 plus minutes, uh, scored a goal, but he he was really good all the way through. And you know, you, you sometimes when a guy's out, you know, you don't see him and and uh, you miss him. Uh, it, and I can tell you on the bench, you know, there were lots of moments today where like, who is is it nice to have him in the lineup? You play
7: that Peyton
6: made to set him up on that goal. Uh, is is uh, seeing things and feeling the game. You know, feeling things much. Uh, you know. Much, much better and and want to play. And Benson made the play to start. Um, You know, Benson turned through a puck, it was deflected off a stick, but any, you know, he created a loose puck that we could get back on top of or get possession and it breaks coverage in a man on man system. So, you know, Benson made the play to break coverage and you saw, then he drives the net and you see three uh, Carolina players. Looking for their man and man on man because coverage is broken. They don't know if they're on offense or defense. And three of them go to Benson, and you know uh, that that opened up Owen Power, uh, and it and it made it easy. And Krebsy made it look easy, but two great plays by Zach Benson, or that doesn't happen. So uh, and Krebsy and, and Owen knew how to take advantage of that.
1: He had said that on his shot, on the uh, shootout shot, he basically stole from Owen Power. He goes, he saw what Owen did, and then he knew what he had to do off that move. And is that kind of the way he studies the game? He just kind of processes it like that. I mean, kind of went to school on Owens' shot.
6: Yeah, and he's talented, so he can pick his spot pretty well. But that's that's nice to hear. You only you know you hope that as coaches they're they're watching and paying attention like that. And you know we have lots of guys that are that are pretty intuitive in that regard. So Casey being one of them. I know
4: with Rasmus comes to managing um, workload and how much he wants to play, and you know he can serve those minutes, but. What is it like to see
6: how aggressive and productive he is with this type of work? You, you know, you just you have concern on the coaching side. How, how much can you play him? Uh, I, You know, we watch in between shifts his recovery. Uh, obviously, you know, we're putting him back out there, and, you're, you know, sometimes he's not fully recovered. Um, it's amazing. I mean, he's amazing. He, you know, he's never not giving you everything he has. He's emptying the tank every shift. Um, and that's impressive, and that's what the rest of our crew and, gang, and, and guys need to, uh, to see. I think he's a great role model for the entire group of how to play and give everything you have at a very highly competitive level. I mean, he, he is ultra-competitive, physical and, uh, and, and gritty and, uh, and does it every single shift. So, yeah, it's a, it is, it is uh, you know, you're trying to gauge it, you know, a work-to-rest ratio, but, uh, but he's, been, he's been great for us.
0: And what did tonight.
6: Yeah, he's been consistent the whole year. So
0: um
6: it, it very, very consistent. He obviously uh you know with, with uh we've shifted cousin to the wing as Krebs has moved up um and, and he's really provided scoring depth for us. Um and he's he's now, you know, uh, we're seeing this growth, but uh, you know we're starting to see teams, uh, you know, match up differently against him as well. Jeff so effective tonight, even beyond the goal. I mean, it was his most active game I would
3: say in a long time.
6: Um, active, you, you hit it right there. What was made him so effective? He was active. He was he was aggressive, assertive, um, hunting pucks on pucks. Um, so, yeah, I mean, when he's when he's engaged and emotionally engaged, uh, you see how talented he is, and he was today.
1: Aho usually gives you guys some problems. You were able to keep him off the scoreboard today. Anything special or that you did against
6: him? Aho gives everybody problems. Um, but, um, you know, I, I'd like to think we, we played our game. Um, and, and uh, you know, that's the hope. Keep, keep good players on the outside as much as you can and double team them where you can. And uh, I thought we did that, um, you know, several times. And But uh, he's not an easy guy to, to keep off the board
3: out performance from Lukanen just show you how confident he is at this point. It's just
7: been building and building. It seems like for
6: him. Yeah, the first shot for me was was you know against a, a player he knows very well in in Ajo, um an elite shooter, and uh you know the the presence that he had in the net, and obviously uh and Tarvainen, you know, some very talented players coming in, and you know he held his ground, uh, so. You know, body language was was significant and and nice to see and comforting to see how, how confident he looked. Thank you.
4: All right, that is Sabres head coach Don Granato on our Upstate Honda Dealers postgame. So we bring it back up here to the press box. Brian Colziel with you. 3-2, Sabres beat the Cur- Hurricanes in a shootout. Uh, we mentioned Darlene, 31-43 of ice time. That's the sixth straight game now that he's played at least 29 minutes. That's a Sabres record. Get you more stats coming up. Also highlights, Paul Hamilton's take. Uh, we've got to get into a, a commercial break here as uh, Don Granado broke through that. So we want to bring you that live as always. So timeout here from KeyBank Center on the Upstate Honda Dealers post game as we got a lot more to get to. Stick with us here. If you're listening in your car on your way home, we appreciate that. Your drive home from the game brought to you by Paddock Chevrolet with you for the extra mile. 3-2 Sabres win it in a shootout. Back with more in a moment from downtown Buffalo on WGR.
1: blue line and that will bring a little bit of a thunderous end to the first period
4: a nice hit at the end of the first from dylan cousins dan dunley be on the call it's our clinton collision hit of the game clinton collision we're there when you need a repair in the game dylan cousins led all players on both sides with five hits eric johnson had three Alex Tuckhead, three amongst the uh, Sabre leaders in that category. 20 hits overall on the score sheet for the Sabres. Uh, but again, as uh, we bring it back here on the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame, three, two Sabres. We'll get down to Paul Hamilton in just one moment. Um, but as we get to our final stats here, brought to you by Level Financial Advisors, helping you retire better, visit levelfa.com. Darlene again with the ice time. Now, even missing four minutes in the third where he plays a ton normally because of taking two penalties he plays thirty-one five shots, 11 shot attempts in total, four hits in the game. That's the sixth straight game now that he's played over 29 minutes. That's a Sabre record as uh, he continues to play well. Of course, we thought maybe would his minutes go down tonight with Owen Power coming back. Power with that goal, a huge one. He played twenty-three oh five in the game, had a couple of block shots as well. But uh, obviously with the OT, some extra minutes for Darlene. Uh, He gets it done there, and, you know, Don Granato obviously said he felt very comfortable with him out there. The shot totals end up 32-32. Power plays, one of two and one of two on each side. Spencer Martin made 30 saves. Lukanen also with 30 saves. But, of course, in the shootout, Lukanen was one better, and that's the difference on the final scoreboard here as the Sabres get two points in front of 15,690. All right, down to the locker room area now in the media room where Paul Hamilton is. Paul, it's, geez, so many places to start here. Let's go to the shootout. Four rounds deep. Mm -hmm. And, Paul, a year ago, if we were talking about Lucan in a shootout, I'm probably asking you why can't he do anything in shootouts? What is wrong? And a year later here, We're seeing him not only play as good as any goalie in the league, but now he's dominating the shootouts, and his confidence sounds soaring right this moment. I have to look it up. Uh, Was he in one this year? I'm trying to remember
1: if he was. If he was, they scored on all three. I can't remember if that was last year or this year um, where it's like, uh uh-oh, if he's in a shootout, you're in trouble. But he is so filled with confidence right now that – and you can just see the way he plays. I mean, with the shootout coming down, you can look in his body language. You're not scoring. And, you know, this is the first time, I don't know, ever maybe? I don't know. But first time in a long time they've kept Aho off the scoreboard, and he didn't beat them in the shootout either. And I think Lukainen was pretty excited when, you know, Ajo didn't beat him. And now Tara Vinen hit the crossbar. But I always say, too, and you never know, did the goaltender make you hit the crossbar? Did you have nothing else? Or did you have some net and you just missed? Right. Um, sometimes posts and crossbars are caused by good goaltending because you took away everything, and that's all that was left was either the post or the crossbar. Um, but I just thought Lukin did a fine job, and I found Casey Middlestad very interesting too in what he was talking about, you know, that he went to school when Owen Power went in there. And, and for people who are asking who don't realize it, Power came in at 2-2 two and two in the shootout and with two really nice goals. And he tried to pull one through, and unfortunately the goaltender, you know, beat him on that one, and he couldn't pull it through. Had he pulled that through, he had an open net just to tap it in, uh, but he couldn't pull it through. So he's still two for three in his career in shootouts. But Casey Middlestad is a student of the game. He was watching. He was watching what Power did, and as he said, he stole that shot from him. But he did something different. He, He saw what Power did, thinking Martin might try the same thing, and he knew what to do to counteract it. And that's what I like, you know, a player paying attention like that and going to school and being able to get the only shootout goal for either team by doing that.
4: Yeah. You mentioned Power, Paul. He's amongst the two players that returned to the lineup tonight. He, of course, out with an illness. I'm sorry, out with an injury. Eric Johnson returned with an illness. And Power plays in the game, Twenty-three oh five, obviously the big goal. But also Eric Johnson, I want to just give him a quick mention here he gets a big block shot that eventually then gets a Jordan Greenway block shot that was a big penalty kill for the sabers there early third period Darlene takes that interference call uh, even though carolina had a lot of possession uh, it felt like a kind of a confidence building penalty kill in that moment uh, with those back to back block shots
1: yeah it was it was huge johnson and greenway blocking those shots to complete that penalty kill uh uh, really a good job, and that 's why the Sabres are so good at penalty killing, and people lose their minds when johnson 's in the lineup and that 's why because he is a superior penalty killer. The Sabres have improved their penalty killing drastically this year. He is one of the biggest reasons why Jordan Greenway and Dylan Cousins are other reasons why, and uh, you know you lose that you miss him on the penalty kill if he 's not in the lineup uh, you know Ryan Johnson is going through his struggles right now, which it's not a big deal. I think Ryan Johnson is going to be a fine NHL player. He's already shown us what he can do in the National Hockey League early in his career. I think he's hit a little bit of a wall. Is that because, you know, he was a college player? And some college players, not all, but some college players run into a bit of a wall because they're not used to the schedule uh, that the NHL is. So, you know, I if 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 Ryan Johnson was still on top of his game as he was earlier in the year, that might be a different story, but he's not. Um, So I get it, and you just don't want to lose what Eric Johnson brings to you on the penalty kill. He's fearless. He blocks a lot of shots. He's great with his reach and has done a really nice job on the penalty kill.
4: Paul Hamilton with us here on our Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show. 3-2 Sabres win in a shootout over the Carolina Hurricanes uh, as Buffalo gets a goal from Owen Power. And, Paul, that setup from Peyton Krebs was beautiful. We know... He's been really kind of getting his offensive mojo going. I know not a ton of points necessarily, but we know he's been active quite a bit. We know Benson was involved in that goal, too. Don Granado elaborated quite a bit on that in his postgame comments. But uh, just overall on just Krebs, how he seems to be thriving now with his new line mates and just what he's doing with the puck offensively.
1: Yeah, uh, right before that, I had somebody at, tell me that Krebs needs to go to Rochester. Okay, yeah, that's a great idea. Uh, one of your best players in the last four or five games let's send him to Rochester um, he's been fantastic uh, he and Thompson in the last game were far and away the best players the Sabres had uh, you know and the last game on the road there in Columbus they just had great games and Krebs uh, I've been thoroughly impressed since he's been on moved lines and he was ready for it and I think I mentioned to you a couple of times when he was with team Canada right after the season last year, he was playing on the wing. He was on one of the lower lines and nothing was really going on. And, and team Canada did the right thing. They put him at center and put him on one of the top two lines. First game he played, he was player of the game for Canada. I mean, because, and, and from that point forward, he was one of their better forwards. He, he He's ready for that opportunity when they give it to him. and, you know, Don Granado has talked about how, you know, he he wanted to make a base for Krebs' game, and that's why he was playing where he was playing the last year and a half. And he felt once he got that base to the game, then when he's given more, he's going to be a much better player. And here's the opportunity to give him more. And not only have they put him on a better line or a top line, but they also put him on the number two power play for Paterka, who – really hasn't produced on the power play so and the, how that happened was Paterka was just on a shift and that power play came out so he couldn't come out Krebs did I think Don Granato liked what he saw and kept him out there for the second power play and he's been on that power play ever since so um, I've, I've really enjoyed watching him play uh, you know on a, on a different line with a different role I think he's embraced it I think he's done well with it and I think it will only get better
4: All right, Paul, the next week ahead here, three very quality opponents, four very quality opponents, Florida Tuesday, Tampa Thursday, those are road games, and then home for Vegas and Winnipeg on Saturday and Sunday. So those are four playoff teams, and uh, nobody's playing as good, probably, as the Florida Panthers are right now in the NHL. They've been excellent, but uh, the Sabres have been playing the team, the better teams in the league pretty well this year overall, uh, despite where they are in the standings here, but... A tough week ahead. They know they need to win if they're going to give themselves any glimmer of hope of staying alive. Well, Carolina came into this game with a 16 and two
1: record against Buffalo in its last 18 games, and the Sabers played them even throughout and stayed patient to what they needed to do. I thought they came out well in the third period, put a lot of pressure on Martin, and you know, usually against Carolina, they score what was that? Around five minutes left in the game, six minutes, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, getting that power play goal, it's like, okay, that's it. It's just Carolina. They just put it away. But the Sabres, no. I mean, they didn't. You know, Benson, you know, pushes a turnover, and, and then Krebs gets the puck. Krebs very patient. He knows Owen Power's coming down the slot. He's a gifted passer, puts it right where he needs to put it, and Power puts it away, and the Sabres come right back, and they did it quickly. To come right back against a team that's one of the better defensive teams, if not one of the, not the best team in the National Hockey League defensively, they know how to defend, and the Sabers were able to do that against them. So you get back into the game, you get through it overtime. Both teams had chances with the puck, and neither team could score. Tage Thompson had a breakaway. I mean, this poor guy playing extremely well, but he can't score a goal. I mean it. It's eventually going to come for him. I, I, I'm sure it will, but, you know, he, he had a great chances in this game. He And rightfully so, should have been the first shootout guy. He's good at shootouts and, you know, winds up putting in his glove. And he just right now can't buy a goal. But eventually, I, you know, you got to believe if he keeps playing the way he's playing, then he is going to score. So, um, you know, I, I didn't see any drop-up in his game. I think he's still playing very good hockey for him. I think he has been now for a couple of weeks. And you, you would just think some luck
4: has to start going his way eventually. I would agree. All right, Paul, we'll enjoy the sun in Florida next week. We'll talk to you Tuesday night with the Sabres and the Panthers.
1: Are you sure? I mean, and we may just stay out in the sun and, you know, and forget, <laughs> forget about you, you know?
4: Don't forget. Paul, by the way, it might be the same. It might be close to the same temperature here next week. I th- saw Tuesday and Wednesday is going to be like sixty-three degrees. So that's not fair. Yes. When I go down there, I expect ten degrees here. You I want it to 63. be? You want us all to be miserable while you're posting pictures with a palm tree in the background? Shame on you, Paul. Jeez. All right, have fun. Take care. <laughs> all right, Paul Hamilton. Yes, he'll be in Florida, sunrise to be exact, Tuesday for that Panthers game, and then Thursday in Tampa. Remember last year, Pat, that was the week which on the calendar actually was about just a week early there than it was last week in February where the Sabres put themselves actually in a playoff spot. Those two dramatic games they won in Tampa, they were actually reversed in order. They went to Tampa. Remember Ilya Labushkin in overtime, that crazy game? Mm -hmm. Um, He steals the puck, goes in and scores, beats Vasilevsky, and then two nights later in Florida, Craig Anderson makes 50 saves and they beat the Panthers, and actually at that moment were in the wild card two spots. Uh, and then, of course, we know they started March poorly, finished March with an incredible run that ended up one point short. Yeah, and, and
2: raced what was a Herculean deficit just to get to that point at the end of February last year. So if you, if you want to look at some hope and potential, you've gone on a three-game winning streak. It's going to take a much longer winning streak than that. If you can pick up a couple of wins against teams and, you you laid it out with Paul. It's a tough schedule, but against tougher teams, the Sabers seem to be up to the competition. You know, we'll see where things sit in two weeks, but you've got a long road to go between now and then.
4: Yeah, if you win these two again against Florida and Tampa here, well, that's five in a row. Now you're talking about the right.
2: territory of being within a couple
4: of more wins of putting yourself back on the map. Right, and you you have caught Islanders, Penguins, Caps, Devils. That group that's essentially now just a win a win or two away. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah there's still a lot of work to do because Tampa and Detroit keep winning which I know we're going to get to your scoreboard here coming up in a minute uh, when I was talking with Paul though we mentioned Power and Johnson returning uh, Power gets his third of the season at 1555 that tied the game and a nice response I would agree with Don Granado. after the nature's goal the crowd is pissed because of the Darlene penalty then they scores there uh, but the Sabres fired back a minute 13 later Power scoring there so a nice return for Owen Power uh, from his missing injury uh, time. Injury report brought to you by Losey and Ganji, Buffalo's workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. This is the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show, 3-2 Sabres. We'll read some tweets, update you on the standings, but let's get the scoreboard check from today here as we get our scoreboard check from Pat Malacarro once again around the NHL.
2: Thanks, Brian. It's brought to you by Alex's Place in Batavia. Aw, oh, man, now I want ribs. They're late <laughs> stages of the second period and the only game still going tonight and a light night in the league. Ducks and Predators each scoring in the second period. They're tied at one apiece, two minutes to go in the second period in Anaheim. This afternoon it was the Lightning, as Brian mentioned, uh, picking up another victory today. Their 32nd win of the season, 4-1 victory over the Devils. Nikita Kucherov, the first in the NHL, to 100 points this season. A four-point game, he has 102 on the year while one in Pittsburgh Penguins come out on top seven to six over Philadelphia talking about four points and Crosby I'll go on three assists in the victory on home ice while the Blue Jackets double up the Rangers four to two in Chicago can't write this uh, script any better as Patrick Kane goes back to Chicago for the first time since being traded last year to the Rangers now with the Red Wings this season and he nets the overtime winner for Detroit in a 3-2 win Pre-game tonight, Chris Chelios, number seven, retired to the Raptors, never be worn again in a uh, by a Chicago Blackhawks player as well, and the Jets come away victorious in overtime over Arizona, four-three
4: the final there, thanks to Kyle Connor's second goal of the game, Brian. All right, so what do all those scores mean in the standings? Pat Sabers pick up two more. They have 58 points in 58 games. Still not. A- enough of a pace mm-hmm. a point per game is not going to get you in that only gives you 82 we know last year low 90s got them in um right now as you mentioned detroit one tampa one that's not good because they are the top wild card teams at the moment the red wings have 70 points tampa bay 69 then a big drop then you've got the group of five here which i'll throw the sabers in that mix because they're close now devil 62 capital 61 penguin 60 islanders 60 sabers 58 so for all five of those teams right now, and the Sabres are playing as good as any in that group of five, but they, whoever jumps out of that group still has a lot of work to do to catch either the lightning or the Red Wings.
2: Yeah, the Devils really taking a step back out. They they really have some issues in terms of uh, keeping goaltenders healthy in, in, in the lineup, uh, but you know, whether it be uh, injuries to forwards and, and other players on the team this year, they've regressed. Uh, so it, it will be interesting as now... We're less than 2 weeks away from the trade deadline as well. That's, you know, part of the conversation. If you're in that group, you're not going to be a seller, but how are you able to potentially add at the deadline without mortgaging a lot of uh your your draft capital? And uh we'll we'll see how teams
4: kind of play that. And Kevin Adams said when he was on his last appearance here on WGR said, "Look, how can I make our team better now but also make it better long term?" I think he's meaning well, can I give our team a bump, but at the same time also the player that I bring in is going to help us beyond 2024 here, at least this spring portion. And that's yeah. where
2: I think really if we're talking about you know moving some of that depth in your prospect pool, that's going to come in June at the at the draft. Right now, can you get a, a, a player that maybe you think you, you can have under term for a year or two following this one? Sure, but I, I wouldn't expect one of those – not blockbuster, but, you know, eye-opening trades where you've got so much depth at the Ford ranks down in Rochester and there's not enough space on the roster, even if there are a couple of players not not with the team next year, that's where you make those moves in, in at the
4: draft. If you're going to get a player that's maybe going to help you beyond this year and an NHL-ready player, which I think that's what fans want and maybe what's what Kevin Adams wants too, if that's going to happen where you're training prospects or picks for those players it's probably not coming from any team that's sitting in a playoff spot right now. So right. if you're going to get that at trade deadline time, I would agree with you. This is more maybe more of a July sort of trade. But if it's going to happen, then you've got to start looking at Columbus's roster, Montreal's roster, uh, the Blackhawks, the Sharks, the Ducks, those kind of coyotes, those sort of teams to see if that can be, hey, they're willing to take on a prospect. Okay, we'll give you a player with some term here because – Maybe these teams are kind of in rebuilding mode.
2: Yeah. So, and you're probably bidding against other teams that are making uh, solid playoff runs as well. So that always, you know, kind of enters that conversation part of it as well.
4: Our look at the NHL standings brought to you by Native Pride and Tall Chief Cigars. Stand tall with Native Pride. All right. Let's read some tweets here at Brian WGR as we get our Serve Pro first response from the fans. Serve Pro of Central Buffalo's team Luzzi responds first and faster to any size disaster. Tony. With a uh, a nice response to Darlene playing thirty one forty three tonight, just says that's insane. What was the?
2: <laughs> I, I, I need to remember this because Love I it. need to talk to my my bosses about what was the the quote about managing Darlene's, uh time on the ice. It, there was a, a a term that Don Granato used that I'm going to have to start using for for myself now. Something about rest to. I I, rest, I, need, I don't know. I'm going to have to go back and listen to the
4: post game again because I thought it was. It was phrased well? Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Matt says Krebs had a really nice setup on that game-tying goal. Uh, he's played well since his promotion. I would agree with that. Um, also, we had a, a tweet coming in here saying that uh, now yeah. Mike said that Krebs right now goes to the non-tradable side of the line with how he's
2: been playing lately. You agree with that? Yeah, I think going into this year, that was the player to me to watch beyond some beyond the players that had careers last year that you're looking to make that next step and we're seeing that now when when he is on the line he's able to elevate his game so uh, I, I do think peyton krebs should be a part of uh, whatever this future this team's forward roster looks like
4: yeah kevin says the same thing here krebs's current play should place him in the non-tradable category his upsides really beginning to show Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, Krebs has been uh, interesting here to watch over the last few weeks. Thank you for the tweets. Keep them always coming after each and every game at BrianWGR. Three stars tonight. Lukanen gets star number three with his 30-save performance, but probably, Pat, the most impressive part is the 4-for-4 in the shootout. Yeah,
2: and... making those big saves and, again, maybe feeding off kind of the atmosphere in this building a little bit, uh, somebody that can play with, with fire and intensity in that crease. And I, uh, he is another player that elevated his game. And, I mean, what else is new? He, he's played that way pretty much all year long. But,
4: uh, you know, much needed when he needed the save in that shootout. Yeah, Owen Power, star two, his third of the season tied it up, and Casey Middlestad gets the first star with the game-winning goal in the shootout. Casey Middlestadt, our electric player of the game, brought to you by Town Ford when you think of Ford think town Ford again the attendance here at KeyBank center tonight 15,690 as uh, we thank you for listening to our upstate honda dealers post-game show what's upcoming florida next on tuesday two-game road trip down to florida uh, panthers tuesday lightning thursday both seven o'clock games next home game for the sabers vegas to open up march saturday at seven on a back-to-back uh, set of home games for the sabers next weekend they'll have vegas saturday night winnipeg sunday night of course all these games you can hear right here on the buffalo sabers radio network and with that we th- again thank you for listening we will put a wrap on our upstate post. shootout win for the sabers 3-2 the final want to thank our crew tj luckman our network producer back in our Amherst studios tonight thank you very much tj the crew here at KeyBank center pat Malacaro, jonathan Cozio, paul hamilton tom maddie our engineer our game announcers dan Dunleavy and rob ray I'm Brian Colziel. Thank you for listening. Again, the final of the shootout, Buffalo 3, Carolina 2. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday night. We'll talk to you Tuesday. Sabres and Panthers from Sunrise right here on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Good night, everyone.